morning welcome to driving theology this is mike and today this is going to be in preparation for my upcoming uh, lectureship lectureship lectures i guess uh i will be doing at ibaraki university on january the 26th 5th january 25th saturday january 25th i'm doing three uh, consecutive 90-minute lectures on uh, basically me and American culture is basically how I can describe it. My uh, desire though, because this to me is a very useless lecture in a sense, I mean, if, if, it, if it doesn't have any content, um, I don't really see the point for it, but my desire is to give kids something that they can take away, something that they haven't heard, something that will help them uh, in the future. Um, so I'm trying to figure out a way I can design the lecture to uh, reflect that. Uh, probably start with the idea of, um, you know, just a, a, an introduction of myself, and in that introduction, um, have a sub subset of the word paradigm or worldview. as a way to, to talk about why I see things the way I see things, right? Uh, and how all of us have a lens, a filter, uh, by which we see and understand the world. Uh, and I, I really don't want to focus so much on what the differences is between differences are between American and Japanese culture, because I don't think that's... I think most of that's obvious, and I don't think it's useful. I'd rather talk about where are we the same. Uh, maybe make that my focus, have a, have a positive focus to, to outline all, all the ways I think that Americans and Japanese are um, similar. They're the same that people are people, uh, no matter where you go. And probably start there as a way to uh, go into um, the culture, uh, American culture, uh, for example. Uh, I've talked about the idea of hermeneutic before. You know, the idea that, that everybody has uh, a set of values and beliefs uh, through which we interpret the world. Sorry, I need this heater up for just a few more minutes. I know it's probably kind of loud. Uh, I'll turn it down in a second. Get that away from the heat. Um, it's kind of chilly today. It's Wednesday. I can't really see the date right now, but somewhere around the 15th, 16th. 
of January 2020. And uh, yeah, so talk about the idea of, of how, how can students discover their own worldview? <clears throat> what, what are the fundamental uh, fundamental things that they believe that that causes them to see the way that that they see the world, right? Um, and we all have them. I, I, th I think that young people are less aware that they have them. And I think it's even more important that they understand uh, that they exist for young people. Um, so, yeah, I think that's actually a really good place to start, and that, that'll probably be my first lecture. Um, so before I get into the cultural differences, have tried do do a lecture to to guide students to discover their own paradigm um, and how so that they can be aware that when they see the rest of the world they're seeing it through a specific lens right a specific, a specific set of values and beliefs um, and that helps them to determine uh, what is good or what is bad what is uh, necessary, what's not necessary, and all of those things. Uh, yes, I think I'll do that, actually. Um, it may not be exactly what the doctor ordered, but it satisfies my, my desire to teach them something that's, that's, to me, more useful than the English that they're studying. I wish I had been aware of the idea of hermeneutic early on. In fact, I think it should be uh, a teaching in school from junior high through high school, uh, which would require adult teachers who understand the idea of hermeneutic. And because uh, I think when you do not recognize the presence of your own hermeneutic, you have the tendency to think that what you think is true or right or good because you don't account for the possibility that other hermeneutics exist. And so as you go through world with your hermeneutic uh, blindly in front of you. In other words, you don't know it's there. You see the world in a certain way, but you don't realize that other people have a different hermeneutic. And so when you come in conflict with other people, you don't take into account the possibility that other perspectives um, might, uh, that you have, right, uh, might also be causing other people to see things differently. Um, 
this lens is it's super important to to me to the ideals of world peace um, to to having respect and love for your neighbors and, and, and people from other countries and, and whatnot and without it um, I would think it's incredibly difficult uh, to sorry I had to look at something uh, incredibly difficult to get along with other people uh, unless you happen upon a person that that just so happens to share a her hermeneutic very closely to yours, right? A worldview or a lens um, or a paradigm, right? Uh, and usually those people become friends, unless through through time and uh, whatever other means they are able to to convince you to listen to their views and, and I think over time people can tend to uh, to convince others um, of, of things but I think if, if we all recognize the existence uh, of our own worldview and how and how it's it's simply a concoction of our past our upbringing our environment um, and our experiences uh, then I think we could get along with people more readily right off the bat if that makes sense we wouldn't waste so much time um, you know getting through our our uh, self-righteous insistence on our own worldview as the right one. I know I'm kind of babbling, but it's just because I'm trying to work out uh, what I want to say to these students. Um, Sorry, I'm fighting with my, uh, what do you call it, heater, air conditioner, defroster. It's a little bit cold and rainy here, so it's hard to keep the windows defogged. I think they're okay. Uh, so I want to try to, today, um, uncover my own uh, hermeneutic in as much as, you know, that's possible. Uh, and... You should know that mine has changed over the years. Uh, through uh, the only way you change your hermeneutic is through intentional, um, intentionally recognizing that it exists, and then intentionally um, finding the, your blind spots, finding the, the places uh, where you have believed things. Um, <clears throat> simply because you grew up in in that way, uh, that that might be wrong, right? That that might need uh, 
tweaking, let's say. So it sounds like to me, just starting off right now, I'm going to have to start with a vocabulary list. Uh, words that I'm going to sprinkle into my talk uh, by way of a theme. <coughs> just print out a sheet um, for them to translate uh, at the beginning of the class uh, to give them some kind of a starting point uh, so that we can have you know share some of the same language I guess illustration in the beginning would be good something that where I <clears throat> have an illustration of a lens that, that changes the way we see things and how changing the lens or removing the lens uh, can actually bring clarity uh, hmm. but I do want to talk about the fund fundamental principles uh, that all humans uh, seem to share all 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 rational humans. Let's say um, there are exceptions to everything, I suppose. Um, but some of the fundamental principles that we all share that uh, <clears throat> it seems like all humans everywhere share and always have, regardless of religion, race. <clears throat> language, culture. And that would have to do with um, principles such as life is better than death. Life is better than death. Life is preferable to death. We all believe that life is is better than death, right? It's it's something that is important. It's it's fundamental. Life is important. Uh, we all believe that wellness is better than sickness, right? To be well, to be free of disease, is a better state than to be sick. Right? We all agree on that. We agree that <clears throat> I have to look up these fundamental principles. Um, some of them we suspend uh, for a time in order to achieve a certain end, but that doesn't change the validity of the fundamental principle. Uh, as humans, we can go against our principles, but they, they're still there.
Oh, sorry. Uh, still fighting with my uh, thing. Um, and so, <clears throat> yeah, I think I think even if one one person gets this, these, these are these are students at a, a uh, I guess we call it a medium level university, uh, higher than the one I teach at. Um, English students, very serious by all accounts. Hopefully, they will they will eat up what I have to tell them. I'm hoping. But I have to be really careful to do it in a way that doesn't uh, diminish um, my views of, of Japan and Japanese culture or, you know, I, I, I really don't want to offend Japanese people, obviously. Um, some people may be offended by what I say. Uh, it's always the case, but I certainly don't want to trigger that if I can, if I can help it. So I think I need to be very careful in the way I, I word uh, the hermeneutic part, because I think Japanese people, perhaps, I can't say that. I feel like it should be the case, but I just don't think it is the case. I don't think Japanese have a a blinder hermeneutic than Americans. Blinder. I'm not sure. Blinder is a word in that case, but I'm not sure that that the Japanese hermeneutic is is less um, Americans act like there is no hermeneutic, but I feel like they should have a hermeneutic because of the multicultural aspect of American society and how it's always been that way. I feel like we we should have a lot more tolerance uh, for people that think and act differently than us. Uh, but America's America's answer to that uh, has been has been uh, legislation uh, and and word lip service as opposed to any real uh, admission. Um, to the fact that, I'll just say it, white America's hermeneutic uh, 
people find it a sacred place. Right? They don't want to do. They don't want to admit that white America is hermeneutic is faulty. That it's, it's no more uh, accurate uh, than anybody else's hermeneutic. Everybody's hermeneutic is is a problem. It's it's perspective, right? It's perspective. From your perspective, you see certain things. For example, uh, I'm looking at a car. And from my perspective, right here, all I can see is the back of the car. So for all I know, it has only two wheels. Uh, it's flat, uh, somewhat flat. Uh, and uh, it's moving forward on those two wheels um, somehow. But I can't see the whole car from where I'm at. Uh, somebody else who's in front of the car would see a different thing. And somebody who's to the side or, or even uh, at a diagonal angle from the car... Uh, would would have a different perspective, right? And so for us to move around and experience the different perspectives uh, will give us a, a better picture of what we're looking at, right? But but we, we experience life uh, from our two eyes, our two ears, our nose, uh, our mouth, and our hands, and our body. We experience it from a geographic position. Uh, and we can't experience life from all geographic geographic positions. Um, and so, in the same way, uh, in, a, in a more figurative fashion, uh, your geographic position also places you in the path of certain uh, teachers and, and, and belief systems uh, that you know, you can't be in all places at all times. And so our perspective is quite limited. Uh, and so when we see things in the world, we're going to filter them through our experiences and perspective. And naturally, we, we don't see the whole picture. Now, this happens even inside a, a culture because you have micro you have microcultures everywhere. You have a special culture uh, in your family, and and then another culture in your extended family. You have a different culture from school to school, uh, or from street to street in a neighborhood, right? Uh, and so when you see other things happen uh, that do not fit into your uh, paradigmatic. Um, beliefs you you label them as wrong or awkward or or uh, you know, faulty, mistaken or something like that. Uh, but could you see things from all perspectives? You would have <laughs> a different perspective. <laughs> yeah, you 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 would have a fuller view. And so this is what the world talks about when we talk about standing in another person's shoes, right? We have this saying in English, walk in my shoes for a day and you'll see what I see, right? Another per in other words, to correct our blind spots, we need to enter into the lives of others in a way that we see what they see as much as possible, right?
Yeah, it's, I'm probably asking a lot of college students um, in this, maybe too much, but be that as it may, I think it's important. to think of some real world applications. I don't have much time to get this together, but I think it'll be worth a lot. <clears throat> have a really good effect on the kids if I can just get it going. Yeah, so, hmm. <clears throat> yeah, I, I think one of the things that's going to bring about world peace between cultures is the realization that my experiences and my perspective cannot define right and wrong for other people. <clears throat> you just can't. Because if that's the case, nobody will ever agree on anything. However, however, if we can all get down to the basic principles, if we can define the basic principles that all humans agree on and believe, uh, and, and then work from there, uh, I, think, I think we can all come to an understanding. For example, another one I think is family. Family is important. Right? Naturally, a mother has affection for her own child. Naturally. And, I think, without uh, any corruption, any corrupting influence, uh, I think a woman naturally has affection for all children. Uh, I, think, I think, without any corrupting influence... All people have affection for all children. And all people have affection for all people. Man, this road has really opened up. What are they doing here? Hmm. 
Looks like they're taking out a bunch of power lines and really cleaning up this downtown area. It looks different. Uh, yeah, so, um, <clears throat> I think if the, the purpose of the lecture, uh, is just for them to get better at their English, the least I can do is talk about things that are important to, to hopefully get them interested Um, oh, maybe, yeah, maybe colored lenses. Hmm. How can I do that illustration? Give two people a set of glasses with colored lenses. And then they have to see an object and talk about what color it is. I like that. I like that. I'm going to do that. That'll be really interesting. I need to get pairs of colored glasses with colored lenses. How can I do that? Hmm. So I just had another image in my head where where we role play, and and uh, I give people a set of experiences that their character has had. For example, uh, one character uh, is from a, a poor family, and their family one time was uh, helped, uh, given food when they needed it, uh, by a Buddhist 
uh, priest. And so their family was able to survive and to get through a very tough time because of the generosity of a Buddhist priest. Uh, and then I have another family who is very wealthy. Uh, and this family uh, one time uh, was uh, confronted for not being generous enough by a Buddhist priest. And eventually the Buddhist priest shamed them in front of the whole town. Uh, and and they, they stopped... Um, they stopped going to uh, the temple because of this. And they, they separated themselves from the temple. And so now a Buddhist priest, who neither one of them knows, walks into, walks into the room. What is your reaction? Is, is this priest good or is this priest bad? Maybe even there's there's suicide, you know, involved. Uh, and so this is this is prejudice, right? This is this is prejudice, both positive and negative. Um, prejudice against an unknown entity, right? So that neither one of them knows this specific Buddhist priest, uh, but they have preconceived notions and even deep deep feelings maybe that they don't even uh, know it as much as they feel the reaction uh, against against this uh, priest based on their family's history right um, <clears throat> and so this is the hermeneutic and so what what the, the work that you need to do is to realize your own hermeneutic, to try and to find it, to uncover it, right? Uh, to, to discover the things that you believe to be true and th then do uh, due diligence on why you believe that to be true, right? Yeah, I think the Jenga blocks may actually come into play. They have to bring the giant Jenga blocks. <clears throat> um, I have to paint some of them. I don't know. I did them so quickly last time. I don't know if they'll work. Yeah, something like this. This is going to be interesting, I think.
All right, well, <clears throat> I think I have some ideas on what to do. Um, to make it fun, to make it interesting, to make it less boring. Maybe. Uh, and almost to my place of work. Running a few minutes late, which sucks. So I will uh, talk to you guys later. Bye bye.